I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are continuing the conversation around celebration with going through each Enneagram type and how they may limit their access to reward. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose is that it's my birthday. I love my birthday. It is a very exciting day and we are going to celebrate all day long. My bud is that I write a letter to myself every year, just kind of telling myself what I'm proud of myself for, what I hope for this year of my life to be like, and just an, a general gratitude for the life that we've created together, me and myself. So I'm looking forward to doing that today. And the thorn is it's my birthday, which means tomorrow it's over and the celebration ends and I have 364 days until we return. Okay, so let's talk about each Enneagram type and celebration. Yesterday, we discussed the importance of making celebration and reward a daily part of your life. And today I want to walk through each Enneagram type and how this might show up for you. Okay, so first type ones. Type ones tend to limit pleasure and value moderation, meaning that there's almost this unconscious thing, this unconscious belief that pleasure is bad and reward is wrong. Um, so you can kind of unconsciously suppress your access to pleasure on a regular basis um, in lots of ways. And this fear of excess can also lead you to uh really, really struggling to exit the path of discipline and enjoy your life more. And almost as if there's a, a belief that you have to earn joy, that joy comes after tasks are done. And there's like a joy part of you. And then there's a work part of you and the work part of you doesn't get to experience the joy. So the work is really in integrating these two things and really starting to see moderation as enjoying things, right? Like moderation isn't only restriction. Moderation is allowing both to play together as one. For type twos, the struggle is really in prioritizing your own joy. Um, a lot of type twos struggle to prioritize themselves, but then they still crave for that need to be met. And so they kind of look to others to provide it without having to ask, right? Because they're unconsciously looking to provide it for other people and are kind of assuming everyone else is doing the same. So when there's a lack there, there's um, kind of a one direction funnel of giving that's occurring, it feels surprising. So the choose work is really in meeting their own needs and meeting their own pleasure. And this actually caught, solves a lot of the type two struggle. If you can really focus on your enjoyment, your pleasure, then you're going to feel less resentful. You're going to feel more, you're going to have healthier, happier relationships, and you're going to be less inclined to overstep into other people's space because you're so focused on your own stuff. You don't have time to overgive or overfunction for them. So it's really about prioritizing your joy first and letting other things kind of come into play from there. Type threes, they often compartmentalize pleasure and joy, right? So um, it's also this feeling similar to type ones that joy is earned or celebration is earned, 
Um, and so it can feel like, okay, I have to do this and then I get to earn it. But once they accomplish the task, oftentimes what happens with our threes is there's just another task that's in the background that still needs to get done. And therefore the, they kind of, kind of keep pushing back the reward, right? Um, and this can happen so much to the point of being forced to take rest, right? So it's like they're overdoing, over-functioning, pushing through that to, to the point of burnout. And then you're, you're kind of forced to take rest. And a lot of type threes, they feel shame when they're in that rest state as if they're failing or they're lazy or they've done something wrong instead of enjoying it. So if you can more regularly integrate rest into your life, more regularly integrate reward into your day-to-day, then you're going to feel less shame and you're actually going to get to enjoy the celebration and the reward instead of it feeling like a failing on your part, which it wasn't in the first place. It never has been, never will be. But integrating it intentionally will really work for your, your kind of three sensibilities. Type fours. Now, the healthiest fours that I know actually do this celebration and reward thing pretty beautifully. However, Type fours are kind of inclined, I believe, to self-care, but they may end up on the other end of the spectrum, leaning into the reward and the pleasure, but without the action. And this can create this feeling of imbalance and disconnection from purpose, which most fours really crave. Um, Most fours are seeking this sense of like, who am I? What am I doing? What am I contributing to the world? What's my purpose here? And when we over-identify with self-care and under-identify with purpose, it can lead us to feel like we're not in integrity, right? Like we're not living up to our own potential of what we think we're supposed to be doing. So for our fours, a lot of times the work is in taking the action. Again, there's a pretty strong distinction between type four wing three and a type four wing five. Our type four wing five is double action repressed. Fours and fives are both action repressed types, meaning that action is going to be a lot harder. Whereas a four wing three, they have that four energy paired with the achiever. So action's not going to be as difficult. They might actually struggle a little bit more with the overworking energy of a type three and have to do some combination of those two um, work that those two pieces of work. So just keep that in mind. If you're a four wing three, you might want to take some of that three advice as well and kind of integrate this a little bit more. Whereas if you're a four wing five, your work could end up being taking action as an act of self-care, right? Moving in the direction of your purpose as an act of celebration and rest or as a reward for doing the hard thing, pushing through the difficult things, doing the hard thing, then you get the reward versus just kind of living in a state of reward all the time, right? Type five can get caught up in the fear of loss of resources. So what if I reward myself and then I run out of money? What if I reward myself and I run out of time? What if I reward myself and I run out of energy? So um, it's really about setting, I really think for fives, it's about intentionality. So saying what am, what, how much money am I going to allocate to reward this month? And then living within that means? Or how much time am I going to allocate to reward? Or how much um, energy am I going to allocate to reward? And really deciding ahead of time so that you can comfortably and confidently step into more celebration and reward each 
each given month because you've already thought this through. You know that you have the resources for it. You have a plan. For type sixes, sometimes the struggle here for sixes is that you're so community oriented that you may struggle to celebrate alone, right? Because you're going to want others to be involved. You don't really struggle. I Most sixes that I know are pretty playful and pretty fun and enjoy having a good time. However, um, this seeking of like the right way to do it or, or feeling like you can't do it on your own, that can limit your access because again, we're not looking for like just the big celebrations. We're looking for little moments of joy that you can integrate into your life all day long. And so when you're doing that, most of this is going to be on your own. So you're going to be, you're going to have to do it for just you and you get to just enjoy the reward of that, which can be a little bit of um, a tricky thing for a lot of sixes. But if you do, you're going to have such a good time, I promise. So um, yeah, play with doing it on your own. Now type sevens, I kind of talked about this yesterday with kind of the complication around celebration for me and how I get so excited about like what it's going to be like that it just lets me down. So there's one element of like, we're fine with celebration and reward, but a lot of times we like think it has to be really big. Like I need to go to Disney World or I need to backpack Europe or it has to. And so sometimes that means it has to be in the future, right? Because I can't just do that right now. And or we think like I need to quit my job and like run away. <laughs> and It feels like it has to be really big. And so that's the first one is really just saying like, no, it's actually pretty small and it's pretty integrated into your day-to-day life. The other thing is that you might find this as an, ex- an escape, right? So using reward and celebration as a way to not feel your feelings. And so I would encourage you, you know, and myself to just focus on feeling and, and rewarding. They don't have to be one or the other. Reward doesn't replace the act of experiencing your feelings or um, the struggles that life offers us as humans. And, um, and finally, life isn't always reward and celebration. I think sometimes as sevens, we feel like we're supposed to always be happy and always be satisfied. And so when we start to notice that things don't feel so good, we want to eliminate them. And the work for seven is really in integrating the negative into the positive. So uh, like just kind of the opposite of our type ones, right? Our type ones limit pleasure. Our type sevens limit stress or sadness or hard things. And so integrating, like bringing more of the boring, hard tasks into your life is going to make that reward more worth it. And um, it, it, you're going to probably need to pull back in two directions. One, it's not very big. It's just today. It's rewarding yourself for the small things. And two, you know, really doing the hard things that you get to reward yourself for so that they have, um, there is balance there. For our type eights, um, a lot of our times our type eights believe that they should be stronger than this, that they don't need a reward, um, that they are just, you know, it's just a task that needs to be done. I need to get it done and I'm going to do it. And I don't need to like make this frivolous. And to that, I say, you don't have to, but when you do, I know you're happier because I, I see it. I've worked with you. I've lived with you. And when you intentionally bring in play, you are one, it brings you into your healthier states. 
And um, the other thing that can happen is wanting more and more, like more intensity. So kind of similar to seven in the sense of like needing it to be big, like all or nothing, big or small. And um, again, letting it be integrated, really manageable. Um, you know, I get to inbox zero, I can have a coffee. <laughs> I, you know, do my workout today, then I can have like my favorite protein shake or whatever which by the way, my favorite protein shake is a frozen banana, some cocoa, um, some cacao, uh, cocoa protein powder, a little bit of ice. So good. Um, side note. All right. Type nines. The big thing here for type nines is distinguishing the difference between numbing and pleasure, because there's a really big difference here. Numbing out is the attempt to not feel anything through being unaffected by your life. That is not the same thing as enjoying and celebrating and rewarding and experiencing things. So whatever you're doing as a, as a type nine to reward yourself or celebrate, be there with it, be present with it, experience it, notice it, um, take it all in. You know, if you if you're doing something that you feel like, I don't want to take this all in, I'm doing this just so I can shut down, that is not a celebration or a reward. That is an escape plan. So instead, focus on what do I want to, what do I want to enjoy so much that I want to pay attention to every single moment of it? That is how you reward yourself as a type nine. Let me know on Instagram how you related to this episode. I want to hear from you. What's your current relationship to celebration and reward? And what changes do you think you'll make moving forward? And today's food for thought is actually from a study that was re recently released on entrepreneur.com. It was all about why employees quit their jobs. It says 82% of employees polled report that they just don't receive enough recognition we as people are motivated by reward and recognition. What would it look like for you in terms of increased motivation if you took the time to reward and recognize your own efforts? Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode. As always, it is such a joy to create content for you. If you liked today's episode, leave a rating and review in iTunes. It would mean the world to me. And I will see you in the next episode.